Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, that one hurt, man. That one hurts. You know, Andre Johnson was, you know, he made me fall in love with football. Oh, yeah. It was a, he was built like a tight end with wide receiver speed. And my favorite Andre Johnson moment was the one against the Redskins. Oh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Double teamed, touchdown. Mm. Mm. Mark Vandermeer call makes it better. He said, Andre Johnson, you just said you are the best wide receiver in football. I'm going to go get it. Yep. And then over time, Gary Kubiak doesn't even look at the field goal going. Houston oh. Texans still a win. What was crazy was Mario Williams, two people wrapped on his back, pulls down Donovan McNabb for the sack. Oh, shout out to Andre Johnson, man. What is your Andre moment? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, obviously, to stray away from the Titans one, you mm. know, because we all know the Cortland Finnegan, the bad blood, him Beat beating the absolute crap out of Cortland Finnegan. That's just straight hype. That's just straight. You want to start a Houston sports hype video, like start it off with Andre Johnson beating the crap out of the Titans. Um, I think of that Jacksonville Jaguar game. Mm. I think of that comeback you made. You made it all the way to OT. And Andre Johnson says, man, I'm tired. Let's go home. Go home. Screen pass, wide receiver screen, Andre Johnson. And let me take it all the way. Big old Ben Jones leading the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, that right there is just absolute hype. Absolute hype. I mean, diving into the fans. I can think of that one. I also think of the Bengals playoff game. First Teddy. And that one is so emotional. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I did cry seeing him look into the crowd, like the I made it moment and and having the football in his hand. It's it's tough to talk about for me because Mm -hmm. I just it hurts. Like it really does. I feel I get emotional talking about it. You know, TJ Yates' touchdown to Andre Johnson down the sideline. Uh, He scores it in and just – that moment where he jumps in the crowd and it's him in the crowd and it's like perfect, like Lambo leap Texan mm-hmm. style. That right there is just, it will, it hits the heart every single time for me. Another great Andre moment was when the Houston Texans weren't so good. Mm. They were coming back from a bye week Sunday night football, Case Keenum's first game as a Woo. Houston Texan. Can you, do you remember the hype around that Case Keenum week? We Keenum were so nice. upset of the pick six. And I see on Bleacher Report, Houston Texans switching to Case Keenum, and I just erupted. Everyone did. He's a hometown boy. I mean, me and dad, my dad, we were going crazy. We were like, because we knew how good this team was. Mm-hmm. And we knew that Matt Schaub, you know, it was up. It was it for him pretty much. The pick sixes, that's over. You know, in switching to case, even though you were in the hole and record-wise, you knew how good this team was. You knew Mm -hmm. how good this offense can be. And case opened up the deep pass that Matt Schaub obviously didn't have. Take it away. I already know where this is going. Andre Johnson had three touchdowns, 240 yards in the first half. Sadly, we know how the game ends. Yeah. With fat Randy <laughs> missing four field goals and the Andrew Luck rookie led Colts. 
coming back, killing the dream that the Houston Texans can win nine straight. It was the most packed it's ever been for a losing team. I think we were one in eight. Um, yeah, we, were we were Lots packed down. I think it was, it was also battle red. We were ready. Yeah. And for Andre to have three tutties at the half, and then the one right before halftime, one-on-one, give me that. It was it was in my corner of the end zone. I was hyped. Shout out to Andre Johnson, and welcome to another fire episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your show, Ruben Calvillo. I am joined by the handsome man as ever, Harley Dugan. Brother, shout out to Andre Johnson, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely a Hall of Famer. I'm going to be absolutely upset when he doesn't get it. Oh, I don't think he'll get it either. <laughs> I don't think so. It took I Chris just... Carter how long to oh, get forever. it? forever. It took like him forever. forever. And, you know, that... if they really, really want to – if it's going to take that long, might as well have him go in when J.J. goes in. That would be special. That, now, that would – that's a must – for me, like I, I already told you, I think off air that if yeah. JJ's, whenever JJ, you know, is up for Canton, you know, I think he's first balance. Mm. And so I'm going to Canton, Ohio to watch JJ's speech. If Andre Johnson is there, boy, I mean, we're going. I'm going to get the tissue. I'm going to get three tissue boxes, four tissue boxes with me. And I'm going to just, I'm going to just relax and enjoy it, man. And I'm going to have, I'm going to be crying. I'm a lot of fun, and I'm gonna be repping those Texans because Andre Johnson was my kid self growing up, mm-hmm. and then JJ was my middle school, high school era growing up, where I I got absolutely hyped for freaking little John <laughs> coming on the speakers. Like JJ was just special for me. You know what's crazy, bro, is like we are both a little bit older than this franchise. Yeah. We are we we are seeing the beginning. We're going to see the middle. Unfortunately, we won't see the end, buddy. We it feels good and I feel like if the Houston Texans ever get to the moment where we host the Lombardi. That will be I mean, one of the best days, if not the best. Obviously, I do have to get married and have the you know the little kids. However, Super Bowl, man, the best day of my life. Yeah, it, it's going to be up there. Um, you know, because the Astros one meant a lot. Oh, um, the the twenty seventeen and the twenty twenty two and the whole run that they've been on. It has been absolutely tremendous. Mm-hmm. I wasn't alive when the Rockets won back. Me back. It looked absolutely hyped. But as I've always, my dad is telling me this story all the time. And the city went crazy for the Astros and the Rockets. But the city went absolutely berserk when the Houston Oilers lost and came back to Houston. They lost and came back to Houston, and the city went berserk. Let me repeat that again, okay? And damn it, the city had lost its mind. They had the whole city, the Oilers I'm talking about being they, the whole city in a chokehold. Football runs Texas in general, okay? 
I, I know how passionate, as much as I hate them, I know how passionate cowboy fans are mm. and dumb and ignorant and literate. All right. But that's just football in Texas. It means something more. And in Houston, if we ever, which believe me, I hope we do, we ever get to see one, just one Lombardi trophy held up high. D'Amico on that damn Ooh. thing with Roger Goodell and CJ Stroud and whoever else. The parade here in Houston. It's going to be insane, and I am going to cry my eyes out Mm -hmm. when I look at that float. And on the float is D'Amico, JJ, Mm. Andre, Mm. Arian Foster, Mm. and all of the OGs on that float saying, Houston, we got it this time. We finally got it, and that is going to be the hype that I just it, it just transcends everything else that is bookmarked in my life. I'm getting emotional right now, man, because yeah. like we've seen this team start from you know not being really good to being somewhat competitive to being people were talking about them as a Super Bowl team. The one game that always just hurts me, man, it's the it it's when you're up 24 nothing against the Chiefs. I I remember calling my everyone, bro. We're gonna go to the Super Bowl. We got Tennessee next week at home. We're stopping King Henry, like, and obviously then we know how the game end. But bro, I was defeated, and I'm just ready to start winning, man. That like it's still such a stain that, like, every time I see the thumbnail of the highlights, I get scared. I'm like, man, I. This, I know exactly where I was, what I was wearing, what I was eating when we when we blew that lead against the Chiefs. Yeah, that's the that's the black eye of the Houston Texans franchise. Mm. And obviously everything else, but that is the black eye that you did not treat and ended up infecting the organization. Slippery you know, slope since then. Everything just went downhill since then. We thought, hey, look. You can say what you say about the game, play calling, quarterback, everything. But we thought that this team's going to be just fine. Look at this. We just – look, hey, we were right there with the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. We had them on their heels. Yeah, did we let up? Sure. But you know what? We're going to come back stronger next year. And damn it, that did not happen, man. Woo! It was a typhoon of what I label as Houston sports. We always get a de- daily dose of Houston sports. It's like when you win the World Series and then you read that Deshaun Watson tears his ACL. But let's get a little current, bro. <laughs> Sorry to take us back to memory lane. Shout out to the Texans, man. We love this team, bro. That's why we do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And shout out to Believe for letting us do this, man. You know, we are sponsored by Bed Online. Jump into the action right now. Use our promo code BLEAV to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Harley, I was reading the Battle Red blog today. And oh, shout out to them. They do a they do a very good job of what? No, they don't. They do a good job of covering. They they do an okay job of covering the Houston Texans. I'll give it okay. I'll give someone their flowers. It's okay. It's okay. 
Flower. <laughs> Flower. But I see the article they put out, and it makes me just almost vomit. C.J. Stroud hasn't signed his rookie deal. And then the sentence following that, right below in the title, will the rookie miss training camp to get his contract situated? What are we talking about here, Harley? Look, man, you want to get clicks, you want to get clickbait, you want to drive the the engagement all the way towards your website. You did it. All right. Congratulations. Uh, You're getting crapped on right now. You're getting a big fat dog just taking a big ass shit all over your damn website and whatever it is. Look, every time I see this, it's them or it's someone else. Uh, I I can't even think of the other one right now, but I see their, I see their Twitter PFP right now and they just post these obnoxious, horrible headliners that have no substance. They're just all, what what is it? All filler, no thriller. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, man. This is ridiculous. You want to imply that, I know what they want to imply, and it's because yep. he has even Mulligata as his agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly seen that story it. Before we got David Mulligata clients on the team, we got David Mulligata guys. Like, there's nothing, there's none of that that's going to happen. CJ Stroud is going to be a Texan. Damn it, man! Why do we have to inject ourselves with this pessimistic storyline to just throw? All the rain that is the hype of the Houston Texans right now, the talk of the town, the roller coaster is all the way up right now. It's almost at the peak. The peak is going to be these coming years. All right. But damn it, we're excited. We're hyped. And then we see this article and we're like, dude, what, what the hell is this? You know, what is this? Get this off my screen. I I, I reported it. <laughs> 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 that that's that's misinformation <laughs> no i don't know i don't care i reported it as spam <laughs> i just if you are a houston texans fan like a real one this yeah. goes against everything that cj stroud has been since being drafted by the houston texans when you interview him he's either praising his teammates talking about god or talking about having a high character, what is him holding out in his first ever training camp, especially when head coach D'Amico Ryan said, there's going to be an open battle between him and Davis Mills. It's just like, what are we doing here, man? Like, are we paying attention to this Houston Texans offseason, or are we just, you know, looking for clicks? Because obviously the clicks are there, and shout out to them. And But it's like, this is why people think we're still a disorganized franchise. Yeah, it's a shameful way to represent us. I don't like it at all. Like I find it disrespectful mm. that they cover the Texans. That's what I think of it. I mean, you just said it right now. We're trying to get out of the gutter mm-hmm. of NFL media, okay? We've been known, and we just, we just harmonized with it in the very beginning of this episode. I said the black guy that injected that you did not treat and it infected the Texans. And we're talking about O'Brien, we're talking about Easterby, we're talking about Cal. Like, these are all, you know, hand-in-hand troublesome parts that led to the NFL media trashing you. 
every single moment that you get, okay? And it's understandable. I get it. This Texans team has many flaws, okay, in the past years, many flaws that we're not going to get into. But we're trying to get out of there. And I look at the local media, and there's a lot of nice articles coming out. There's a mm. lot of, you know, hype. There's a lot of optimism, you know, and, and a lot of, hey, let's not get too optimistic. I don't have no problem with that. But it's all good things talking about the Texans. We all feel good about him. And then I get this crap that comes out of left field and wants to say they covered the Texans, the Battle Red blog. Get that crap out of my goddamn face. You reported a spam block. Get out of here. I don't want to see it. All right. It's disgusting. And it's an absolute just disrespectful to the Texans organization. Don't do it. When I put it on Twitter, there was a lot of people who came into the, uh, yeah, don't even, you know, we, you know, we don't look at their stuff anymore, but whatever, we'll move on because like I said, man, the Houston Texans, you mentioned it. We're almost at the peak. Everything has been going right for this franchise. We need no negative energy, man. Just Mm -hmm. no part of it. The Watt brothers, however, on the Wheaties box. Now, I don't know if you like Wheaties. They are right. Breakfast of champions. Breakfast of champions. Him and his brother, TJ Watt, on the cover. Shout out to the Watts for doing another historical thing in their family. What do you think about the Wheaties box, man? You know, I love talking about some JJ Watt. Mm. You know, I you know, I I I, I slobber for that man. You know what I do. JJ Watt is my guy. Mm. He's on the Wheaties box. I gotta go buy a box of Wheaties now. I gotta get, go buy a box, and it's gotta be with JJ Watt and TJ. For the culture, mm-hmm. you know, I, I gotta do it for the culture. Exactly. This is amazing. This is good stuff for JJ. Um, in in all reality, you know, look, this is cool, man. Like this is what you dream of. You know, you go all the way back and you look through all the Olympic athletes that have been on the Wheaties box. You look at all the uh, NBA, NFL, MLB athletes that have been on the Wheaties box. You know, dude, that's like a dream. That's the kid inside of JJ going, dude, you did it. You know, like, that's awesome. All right. And, you know, that's just a personal accomplishment. I hope we get some personal accomplishments happening our way soon. You know, I hope so. You know, but it just feels good. It gets you happy. And it's good to see JJ on the box, man. Three-time defense player of the year. That man is, to me, the best defense player ever in NFL history. Ever in NFL history. Ever. I wouldn't argue with him there. It's, Ever. It was, he was transcendent. Ever. His, his NFL number one player was just so great to watch. Ever. Shout out to J.J. Watt. MVP. The <laughs> MVP, bro. <laughs> I mean, I when you – I remember – the the headlines when he had more touchdowns than Andre Johnson, Arian Foster combined. That's how they used to say it combined. And you're like, it's two. Like, relax. Yeah. But the Houston Texans weren't scoring. That's man, man, we we don't appreciate what JJ Watt did. And you know, I, I had something in the back of my mind that you said on last week's pod where it was if he were to take care of his body a little bit better not go 100% always right, we would have seen something amazing. I mean, he talked about that, you know. 
um, with Chris Long and then, mm-hmm. uh, on his podcast. Um, but, you know, when you put yourself in your shoes, you're also doing, well, wait, I just went 150% in the offseason, and I just won my third defense player of the year. Like, you know, so I can see both ways. I see yeah. what you're saying. I also see what he's saying and thinking, man, this is the right way to do it. I'm dominant. I'm the most dominating presence in the NFL because of this way. So I could see why he didn't change. And it's going to feel so good to see him wear that number 99 again at the mm. end of the season when we're pushing for that playoff push. I, I It's going to happen, Harley. I'm going to be the first <laughs> one to call you. And I'm going to say, let's let's win a Super Bowl. We're, we're partying if that happens. <laughs> we, it, we're breaking laws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going somewhere. We're not in Houston. That way we have a warrant and we don't have to go to that city ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make sure my name is in every bar. Mm. I was on Bleacher Report earlier today to take away from our positivity. They had the 32 bust for every single team. And guess who was the Houston Texans bust? Who was it, my guy? It was last year's first round pick, the first interior offensive lineman off the board, Kenyon Green. Now, I was very shocked, quite honestly, because second-year guy. But then when you read it, you find out he gave up almost 40 pressures, easy pressures. One of the, you know, like one of the highest in the league. And, you know, he he didn't play some games. Look, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And so it also talked about how he had another – season i'm sorry off-season surgery in his knee he hasn't been at otas we don't even know if he's going to be there day one in training camp we know head coach D'Amico ryan's has said that is his goal as long with john mechie but i don't want to push the panic button on Kenyon green just yet however i am lifting up the glass case that conceals it hmm. you know that's a good way to put it um i understand why they put him as a bust. Mm. First of all, I'm actually surprised they knew who Kenyon Green was. Yes. Uh, you know, just because the NFL media and the Texans, you know, naming players. I thought they would say Derek Sting. You mm. know, like, so uh, shout out to them for knowing who Kenyon Green is. Um, looking into it, yeah, I understand. I get it. You know, look, there there was some, some chew to when we were on the uh, AFC fan battle or the Texans fan battle podcast yes. when V – you know, had mentioned about his doubts about Kenyon Green. There's some chew to the bone on that. I get that. Now, what he said afterwards was a little insane, but I understand that the chew to the bone with Kenyon Green being a implied bust, I can get that. You know, I don't like saying that to second-year players. I think I just think that's unfair, you know, uh, being a rookie and all the stuff that he had to go through, you know, I just I think that's a little unfair. Now you're going into a new offensive system, second year in a row, let's say, um, an offensive system that is very helpful for zone blocking offensive linemen. Kenyon Green should do wonders in this offensive system. But like, credit to what you said. I mean, we haven't seen him, you know, and it does worry me a bit, you know, with the microscopic knee surgery that all of us when OTAs came around and it was Kenyon Green's out because of this injury that he's been healing. And we're like, what? 
Yeah, it was. It, it was a surprise, man. It was. It was like, what? What is this? What does this mean? You know. Um, and I look back into last year, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, look, he had a stretch of games, man, where it was bad. It was bad Very football. Bad. This is a rookie going up against some top ten, top five defensive lineman in the game, though. Like he's going up against De'Aaron Payne from Washington, who just got paid. You know, Jeffrey Simmons twice a year. And I get it. That's going to happen his whole career. Uh, but he went against the Philadelphia defensive line, the Giants defensive line, Miami's defensive line, you know, Kansas City with Chris Jones and that defensive line, you know, so. And he played good in that in, in those Chiefs and Cowboys games. He, he did. He did. Um, look, there's a bad stretch. But I look at it like, hey, this is a rookie going up against the best of the best defensive linemen. All right. I mean, come on. We've seen J.J. Watt tear up some rookie offensive linemen. I'm sure there's a highlight of uh, Quentin Nelson absolutely getting hammered by J.J. Watt his rookie year. I could, I would believe it. You know, it happens. It happens. Okay, and I don't see anybody saying Quentin Nelson is an absolute you know, bust or anything. No, he's had himself a very successful NFL career. Uh, we hope that Kenyon Green can turn it around. I, I think he can. The offensive system, like I implied earlier, the, the zone blocking scheme, mm-hmm. I think he can turn it around. I hope so, too. I think so as well. He just needs to be healthy, man. It would be better if we heard that, oh, he's been, you know, talking to coaches, talking to Bobby Slowick. Yeah. But all we've been hearing is that he's just trying to get ready for you know for day one of training camp speaking of training camp we will be there almost every single day if i'm not there harley will be there so make sure you're tuned in at 7138gsp at the lead underscore houston the texan i'm sorry not the texans wire but the touchdown wire Mm. they ranked the 32 nfl teams heading into this season houston texans not getting any love here no surprise Number 30 on the list. So it's not just QB rankings or running back rankings. It's they viewed this whole Houston Texans team and said they are the 30th best team headed into this season. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unknown with the Texans. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, rookie OC, you know. So, yeah, Uh, D'Amico going to be handling defense and head coach as a rookie. You know, that's, that's something he's never done before, wearing both hats. Uh, juggling that with play calling as well uh, and, um, excuse me, uh, timeouts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but all of that, new defense, offensive system, new coaches, new staff, we all know this, right? Um, so, yeah, I could see the unknowns of the Houston Texans. 30th is, you know, it's, it's pretty fair. You know, I get that. I understand it. Is it too low? I don't think so. I mean – I don't think so. The the Texans don't have, you know, besides, and I've always said this, besides this year's rookie class, last year's rookie class, you've added a few free agents now. That's cool. Mm. Um, But there is is still some wide receiver. What's going to happen there? You know, uh, we just mentioned Kenyon Green. We're hoping that offensive line is much improved. you got a bunch of guys in now that look on paper to be a – top 15 offensive line in this league uh defensively 
I've mentioned many times the lack of defensive line and the depth behind it. Linebackers, eh. you know, I like Christian Harris. Cool. Denzel Perryman looks good yeah, when he's, he's working, working out. out and everything. He's huge. Um, I need to see it on paper, and I need to see it on the field, and I need to see him healthy. Mm. He's going to be the other linebacker. Is it going to be Littleton? Is it going to be Garrett Wallow? Like, who's it going to be? Mm. You know, secondary, we're pretty excited about. But we still got to see. We got to still see the jump from Derek mm. Stingley. We're expecting it, but we got to see it. We got to see that second year, second year jump for Jalen Petrie. Had a magnificent rookie year. We still got to see these things happen. So mm. I understand why we're thirty. We are 15 days away from training camp. 15 days away to finding out how the Houston Texans are going to be looking. This was another fire episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. Harley, let them know where they could find you. Find me on YouTube at the lead underscore H-O-U. That is everywhere. YouTube, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Threads, uh, mm. if you want to throw throw that out there, you know, uh, anywhere is always at the lead underscore H-O-U. Just type in 713 Houston Sports in the YouTube search. You'll have it come up. Thank you, Believe, once again for giving us a platform to talk about this Houston Texans team. And Harley, every time I talk to you, I get, I get excited for, you know, for two reasons. The first one, obviously, your handsome face. I love to see it. But two, every time I see you, I know we are getting closer and closer to the Houston Texans. Shout out to you guys. Let us know how you felt about this episode. Y'all have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.